It's episode 18 of Monkey Mode, presented by Super the Hardest. Uh, I usually say this is our lo-fi, more frequent podcast, but I took a couple weeks off. Um, I was in Florida visiting the mouse, amongst other things, and uh, took me a couple weeks to get back into the groove of things. But uh, hopefully we can get this going again, even though Dave is you know, still homeless and Moe's still directing a musical somewhere. Um, I'll still try to keep pumping these out as much as I can. How about that Katamari Dameshi soundtrack, huh? Uh, I just bought that on vinyl um, from Mondo Records, or is it Mondotees.com? Mondotees.com. They put out a limited edition vinyl soundtrack, and I've been listening to it constantly. It's just fucking great. I've almost forgot how much I love that that soundtrack and that game, so I busted out the... uh, the PS2 game and put it in my backwards compatible PS3 and I played quite a bit of it the other day. Man, that game is just pure joy. It was the first TeamFremont.com or Team Fremont Live game of the year. I think in like 2004. So it's got that, you know, distinction. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Craig and I today, we're going to talk about um, a... a legendary video game company um not a publisher but a retailer um they kind of built the used gaming business uh, a company called funko land or funko incorporated uh, they uh they started in minnesota um, which is how i came to work for them and um, were eventually bought out by gamestop boo um, which really was a was a big blow to me because I I loved working for this company. Um, I just loved being around these video games all day and talking about video games and, you know, just working with video games all day. It was fucking great, and uh, it was a good job. But uh, Craig had a much much shorter stint at Funko than I did, but we'll, we'll let him tell that story. We met some interesting people at Funko. Um, including um, the guys at Game Informer. Um, One of the lasting parts of Funko's legacy to this day is Game Informer. It started at Funko, and and isn't it like one of the highest circulated magazines in the country, something like that? It's got like 6 million subscribers, something crazy. Um, That is unheard of in this day and age, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, the Game Informer offices were right outside the warehouse, so I'd walk by there every day, 
and uh, see those guys in there in their tiny room playing games, and it just looked like a cool job. And those guys are located in downtown Minneapolis now. They, uh, they good for them. They didn't have to move to Texas with GameStop. But anyway, so gonna tell you a bit about Funko with Craig. I hope you enjoy the story. Uh, here we go. talk about our experiences working for the late great Funko land hmm. and uh yours is briefer than mine but still <laughs> still <laughs> worth discussing um so uh, so just for people listening um it was impactful yeah it, it left them it left its mark here it is almost 20 years later and we're still discussing this yeah really um so so for those listening who don't know what Funko Land was, is um, it was a retail chain um, of of game stores uh, specializing mainly in used games, and um, it was based out of Minnesota. That's where the corporate headquarters were, and that's where Craig and I worked. Um, but they had stores all over the country. They had fuck like eight hundred stores or something. It was crazy. Uh-huh. Um, that was on the second day of inter- <laughs> <laughs> your orientation. Yeah, that was on the second day of orientation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, it, it was a, it was a big company, but it wasn't quite as big as say GameStop or Electronics Boutique, which were the other two giant uh, video game chains. Um, but both of those stores were mainly, um, they were mainly like in the like indoor mall kind of thing as were Mm -hmm. Funko. Uh, they were primarily, primarily in like strip malls. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's why, um, GameStop and, uh, Electronics Boutique came, came a knocking, uh, when it came to corporate buyouts. Was because they want. It was <clears throat> they it, wanted that footprint. That's right, and and pretty much it was it was it was a lock. Like whoever whomever bought Funko was going to be the big dog, right? Because GameStop and EB they were kind of on equal footing, and it was like okay, whoever buys Funko, they're going to be the dominant gaming retailer. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just giving a bit of history before we get into the good shit. <laughs> um, so uh, Funko was founded by a guy named David Pomajay, and uh, he started out just by like um, renting out space in like grocery stores so he could rent video games, and then eventually he started selling used games um, via mail order. So um, people might remember in the back of like Electronic Gaming Monthly or game pro um they would always have like uh like uh, ads for different uh game shops and he started out by putting his price list 
it right in his ad. So he'd be like, okay, you got these Nintendo games, and he'd list like 50 Nintendo games, how much he sold them for, and how much he would buy them from you for. Um, and so it was, it was a huge mail order thing, and then eventually he started or opening full-blown retail locations called Funko Land. This must have been some ads. Uh, they were, it was a lot of ad space. Well, it was a full on page and I remember it, it would, it would look basically like, like an Excel spreadsheet, just in ad form, you know? Okay. Um, It was just like a long, I'm I'm looking at one right now. Um, it was, it was just like a long price list and it would say Nintendo, it would say Sega or whatever. And then it would, you know, it would have their like i said the retail price that they'd sell it for and then it would also have like the price that if you sent the game to him or to the company they'd send you a check for you know fucking whatever you know whatever game all right so anyway one thing led to another and uh and he had you know fucking hundreds of stores around the country um, also notable for fun, uh, Funko Land was that's where Game Informer got their start. Um, so like a, he had like this little newsletter with the prices and stuff that he would have in his stores, and eventually that evolved into like a little you know like an actual newsletter with articles and game reviews and stuff. And then he would have, and then he eventually developed it into Game Informer, which was run by a guy named Andy McNamara and Andy Reiner. Those were two guys who were there, like, they've been there, like, fucking 20-plus years. But they were basically, like, Funko store employees, and they just started writing for this newsletter for for Funko, and next thing you knew, they were uh, part of Game Informer, and now they run the fucking magazine. It's crazy. And Game Informer is, like, the biggest gaming magazine in the world right now. You know, it's got the highest, highest circulation. Hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, when you and I worked there, um, I don't know if you were, <laughs> we'll get to your, we'll get to your duration in a minute, but I don't know if you were around during this part, but, uh, um, <laughs> but electronics boutique eventually came knocking and, and we thought we were getting bought out by electronics boutique. Um, and just as that was going through, like they were handing out EB like employee pamphlets and shit like that, you know, and what to expect as an electronics boutique employee. And then literally like fucking two days later, nope, GameStop's buying us. Um, and, uh, so, uh, GameStop jumped in and outbid EB. And next thing you knew, um, GameStop was, GameStop owned the company and they were shutting it down basically and moving the operation down to Dallas, Texas, where GameStop is headquartered. And everybody who worked at Funko had a job in Dallas if they wanted it, but very few did. I think maybe like five people went down there. (laughs) It's (laughs) fucked up. Um, I I didn't even consider it because I don't want to fucking live in Dallas, Texas. But uh, anyway... I don't know. Look where you live now. Yeah, yeah. It's Dallas of, is looking pretty good. A foot of goddamn snow on the ground. It's April 19th. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's kind of the history in a nutshell of Funko. Um, I started working there in January of 1999, uh, like six to eight months before the buyout. 
and I worked there. Uh, I started as a picker. <laughs> um, I was desperate to get out of my job at a music store, um, and I f- knew that Funko was headquartered in our area in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, so I just called and see if they had any job openings. And uh, you sure you started in '99 and not 2000? Uh, yes, because uh, I don't think so, man. Oh, you know what? You're I right. I think your schedule is wrong. You're right. It was 2000. Yep, I'm mm-hmm. a year off. You're right. It was 2000. It was January of 2000. Um, so anyway, um, I was desperate to get out of the music store that I worked at, so I just called Funco to see if they had any job openings, and they said, "Well, we always have job or we always have openings for pickers in the warehouse." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck's a picker? What the fuck's a picker? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, come on down on you know Monday for an interview. So I was like, okay. And uh, and so I came down and I was all dressed up, you know, because fucking job interview, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I get there and I'm sitting in the lobby and this dude comes walking around the corner. Uh, his name was uh, John. Fuck, I forget John something or other. And he came walking around the corner with like a baseball cap on and he was all grubby, he had like shaggy curly hair and blue jeans and and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And he's you know, he looked he looked at me like, What the fuck? you know. Yeah, who is this who is this douche? <laughs> like, this must be one of those guys that's trying to buy our company. Yeah. Like all overdressed <laughs> for this fucking job. And uh so he's like you know, he shakes my hand and we go into this this office room at the front of the building and uh and when I walked in there, there's, there's this big box. Um, I, I, it's, it had to have been like, I don't know, I don't know, fucking 20 by 20 box, right? Just big fucking wide, but kind of flat box, like a cake box almost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, full of NES games. Uh, the original <laughs> yes, Nintendo. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was sitting on the desk. And I was just, the best interview ever. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, well, that's, I, I, I was like, well, this is a video game company, so I guess it wasn't too strange, but it was sitting right there on the conference room desk. So he asks me a couple questions, you know, like what, you know, what I, what I did and, you know, what, you know, my, my background or whatever, it, literally 30 seconds worth of questions, you know, just to probably make sure that I could form a sentence have you killed anyone <laughs> exactly are you out on parole <laughs> exactly and then he <laughs> and then he points to the box of video games and he's like all right john uh i'm gonna leave the room for five minutes um when i get back i want all these games sorted alphabetically <laughs> and and i was like <laughs> i'm like what and he goes yeah so you know you know part of the picker job is you got to make sure the games are sorted correctly so just uh just sort them alphabetically and not only that but on the on the top of the box was a sheet of paper with the games listed alphabetically (laughs) right Oh yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm a fucking grown ass man. I got a I got a college diploma. <laughs> I got a fucking bachelor's degree. I'm there's a music lit, but yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly, which is apparently no longer a thing at our college. No, no, no. It's they, mm. they got rid of that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so because I was probably the last guy who got a degree in it. <laughs> 
No, but anyway. So I'm just, like, if you're going to give these degrees to that, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not Scott Walker's fault. It's mine. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, fucking okay, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he lo- walks out. I start fucking rummaging through this box of video games and I sort them alphabetically and I look at the sheet of paper and I'm like, yeah, comparing him. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You know? And he said he'd be back in five minutes. It was a solid 10, 15 minutes before I saw the guy again. So I'm just sitting there and he comes back in. He (laughs) he looks at the sheet of paper. He kind of scans the games. He's like, all right, uh, can you start on Monday? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, fucking sure so what's amazing <laughs> at about, that point you didn't question what you've gotten yourself into well i totally did but i hated okay. my i was so fucking fed up with the job i was in and uh and i was technically a manager at the music store i was the i was the receiving manager so that meant i worked in the warehouse and i had like a staff of two people right <laughs> and uh and and i was you know, i was in charge of like fucking inventory and shit I left to become a picker at warehouse at this at Funko's warehouse and I took a 25 cent pay cut over you know my my management my so-called management position Uh Uh so I wasn't too upset about it because I was like all right I'm taking a shit job but you know maybe yeah but but maybe I can you know this that was it was fucking management at the old job. This is the fucking absolute bottom of the barrel at the new job. Maybe I can move up and you know whatever. Aspirations to lead picker, <laughs> of which there were a few. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll talk about them. So anyway, uh, so I started my picker job uh, on Monday, and um, holy shit. That was something. So, as you know, the picker job was basically um, the the head picker would <laughs> would would sit at like the fucking table and he'd print out the uh, ba- basically invoices, but you know sheets of orders game. from the stores. Yep, exactly. Like what yep. the inventory that needed to go to the stores, yep. and and you'd go up there, you'd pick up a sheet of paper. You'd start at the beginning of this, this like, row of shelving. And, of the alphabet. Yep. And you'd always start at the beginning. You'd always start at the toys. And then you'd go into the NES games. The rats. Then, yep. Beanbag rats. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Then, then you'd go into the, the, like, Super Nintendo games. Then you'd go into the Genesis games. Like, there was a progression mm-hmm. to this, right? Yep. Was, I think it, hardware was towards the end. Yep. And, kind uh, of thing. and what you would do is, uh, you know, you'd, you'd follow along the sheet, and the sheet followed the same order as the shelves, and the shelves had games all in alphabetical order, so you're basically just walking up and down the fucking aisles. This was not Amazon, let me put it that way. Uh, yeah. This is not fucking high-tech robot shit. This was there were no robots. Yeah, this was literally fucking well, <laughs> human there robots. There were uh, humor, yeah. yeah this, was, this was literally high school dropouts walking around, you know, uh, between acid hits, <laughs> fucking, you know, picking up games, putting them in a box, and then uh, packing them up and, you know, sending them down like, you know, the, the fucking those those tails, tables with the wheels on them, you know, just huh. shoving them down there. And then and then there would be people whose job it was to check your work. Right. 
So once you got promoted to that, you know, you were like a senior picker, right? So you, that, and I think that was literally the title is a senior picker. Whew. So anyway, that was, that was what you strived for. Yeah, he strove for senior picker. Um, anyway, and after about a week of this shit, I was like, "What the fuck? This is nuts!" Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. So, in the cafeteria, you got a half hour lunch every day because you know this is all punch a clock warehouse shit. So I'd go into the cafeteria, I'd punch out, and I'd sit there, and they had a job board on the on the wall. And I noticed there was this, um, it was called an inventory auditor. And it was, it was, it had been on the job board since the day I got there. And it was there the last day of the week, like on Friday. And I looked at the date and the job had been posted for like four months. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know what an inventory auditor is, but God damn it. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking apply for this shit. So I did. I put in my application for it. And at the end of my second week, I got the job. So I was a picker for exactly two weeks. Did you Uh, get that 25 cents an hour back? I, and then some, yes. Okay. I got a few, I got a few bucks back. So that was, it was a, it was a, it was a smart move and wound up being a smart play on my part. So then from there, I I mean I'm just kind of this is like this is a long way to get to the fucking meat of the story <laughs> the, the good stuff but uh, so but anyway from there I got to share an office with this with my boss and my job was basically to go back into the warehouse and instead of picking fucking games I had to count games I had to do what they called cycle counts to make sure counting was not on the original test <laughs> It's true. So, so I would do what they called cycle counts. I'd have to go out and make sure, oh, do we really have fucking uh, 40 copies of Charles Barkley's Shut Up and Jam? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'd go out there, fuck yeah, sure we do. And if we, and if we didn't, I'd have to make an inventory adjustment in the system. You know, so it was all fucking inventory. And then my job was also, we had a warehouse out in New Jersey and there was some fucking crazy psycho dude who worked in there almost by himself from what I could tell. And he would call me once a day, every morning and give me his cycle counts so I could make any necessary adjustments to our inventory. That was my fucking job. And dude, I fucking loved that job. <laughs> I, I, it's because you had all kinds of free time. Oh my God. I fucking adored that job. I would work for that company to this day if they were still around. I fucking loved it. And yeah, I had all sorts of free time. My, my boss and I would sit in our office and we would shoot the shit for just hours on end because we're not fucking dummies. We knew how to count games, you know, so we'd get all our cycle (laughs) counts done pretty early, you know, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, fucking just sit around and bullshit. Um, once the GameStop buyout went through, there was a lot less shit to count, but we had to stay there because we had to make sure that we were sending the right number of shit to GameStop's warehouse. So toward the end, it was basically just my boss and me in a giant fucking warehouse and all the video games we could ever hope to play. So he brought a TV in. We hooked up video <laughs> games and sat in our office. And I got paid to play video games for eight hours a day. <laughs> it was pretty goddamn great. So let's get to the good stuff. 
Craig, you uh, you moved to the Twin Cities, uh-huh. and you needed a job. Mm-hmm. Is am I am I characterizing this correctly? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I and I and I yeah. was like, well, I can get you a fucking job. You have to fucking be a picker in the warehouse, and the company's going out of business in a few months. <laughs> so, but it's a temporary job. And you were yeah, like, "That's all I needed." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I knew there was some stuff coming down the pipe in mm-hmm. where I wanted to end up. Yeah, but it was just taking forever yeah. to get through all the red tape. Yeah, and I needed, you know, cash, <laughs> cash money, <laughs> fat cash. <laughs> So I was like, it's a fucking picker job. You got to, it's, it's monkey work. Like literally a goddamn monkey could do this work. And you're like, all right, you know, do what you can, do what you can. Uh, John Lehman, that was his name, the boss of the warehouse. So I talked to John Lehman on Friday. It was either Thursday or Friday. And I said, Hey, I've got my, I've got a friend. Uh, he's just out of college. He's looking for a job. Um, you know, do you got anything in the warehouse? And he's and he's like, you know, we're fucking our company's not going to exist. <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he just needs a temporary job, you know. And he's like, yeah, sure, tell him to come in on Monday. And I was like, for an interview. And he's like, no, no, just tell him to come in. <laughs> he can <laughs> he can start on Monday. And I think I think it was because he was the the standard for pickers was so low that that no this isn't a this isn't a hit against you it's the standard for pickers was so low that he knew he he trusted me right yeah, yeah. and and he's like well you're not going to be friends with one of these drooling idiots so sure bring him he can come in on monday you can he didn't monday. know you very well <laughs> that's right now now the best part is that he was on vacation the following on week on Monday. So he wasn't there when you started. <laughs> All right. So uh, you started on Monday, and you you were in for a fucking fun ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you came in. Uh, and, and I, I, I think I like walked you in or something. I can't remember. You did. And yep. You, you let, well, you had to get me in the building Yep. and you showed me where to put my lunch. <laughs> yep. Kevin, the- and then I sat down with presumably somebody from HR Yep. and I had to fill out tax papers. Yep. And then somebody I don't know who showed me where the floor was. Yep. And took me over to the table. Yeah, the the senior table. The senior table, and it yeah. was some some girl, senior. She was a senior picker. Yep. I can picture her, but I couldn't in a million years tell you what her name was. No. Um. Gave me the the piece of paper. Yep. You know the map. Yep. And uh, I think teamed me up with one of the younger guys that was there. Yeah, there was a really nice guy. I think his name was Jason. Uh, some yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. it was super nice guy, yep. younger kid. Yep. Whatever. And he kind of took me around the first loop, 
and just yeah. said, you know, here's just what you do. And, like, All right. And his best buddy was like this big, big dude with like a gimpy hand. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember. Again, I remember million, those. Million years, I couldn't remember his name. No, nope, me either. But they were both really nice guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he took me around first time, showed me kind of, you know, where the boxes were and <laughs> yep. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, all right. So I was off and running. And that, that day went went pretty pretty quick, the first half. <laughs> and I think you came out. <clears throat> we went to lunch. And then after lunch, you took me around and uh, introduced me to two more people. Yep. Um, <laughs> was it was it the fucking dude? The his name was like Brian or something. I well, that's, that's the, who the, tall, the tall. I don't think that was his name, but yeah, the tall skinny guy who was uh, <laughs> having sex with the one girl out in his car. <laughs> During, During lunch. lunch. Yeah. Um, him. Yep. I don't remember his name either. Just yeah, not and I and I and I, I introduced you, right? And I was like, hey, you this did. is yeah, you I said, hey, it's hey, my friend Craig. Yep. And he looked at me and said, Well, you're not a fucking idiot, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> Much like now, laughter is my reaction. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and from that moment on, it was all right with him. Yep. That was okay. <laughs> um, so we, f- we finished out, I, or I finished out that day. Yeah. Um, came in Tuesday morning, punched in, and they always had, uh, always. <laughs> they had, <laughs> like you, yeah, you're an old timer. <laughs> I'm an old timer. They had... Uh, sheets that ranked um productivity yeah it was like you're picking your it was like day. it was like your accuracy rate and your yep. your uh yeah your productivity so how much shit you were able to pick yep yep and i was on the top of that list <laughs> that morning <laughs> number one picker after the first day so then i um I remember whoever the the lead picker girl was. Yeah. Um, she was like, kinda, you, "You must be a gosh darn genius." <laughs> well, actually, she she started copping attitude. Oh, really? She didn't. Yeah. She didn't appreciate. Well, she, I think she was already feeling threatened at that point. Fucking college boy. Yeah, college boy. <laughs> so anyway, I went on about my day. Yeah. I uh, picked. I don't know how many boxes of stuff before lunch. Yep. And then uh, I think I had finished, <clears throat> either we had finished for the day already, right after lunch or something. Yeah. So they, they pulled me off of that and they sent me over to another part of the warehouse to work with this guy named Dante. <laughs> now, Dante was also a good dude. <laughs> a little bit strange. Uh, Strange, strange is an understatement, but yeah. yeah. Dante was super big into WWF. Super. And uh, really, really loved his leather jacket. Yep, yep. He he would continually talk about how he's saving up his paychecks to buy new studs for his leather jacket. It was an impressive collection of studs. Yep, yep. <clears throat> he had a lot of studs on his jacket. 
So anyway, I, he, I spent the whole afternoon sorting uh, Pikachu stuffed animals with Dante. You got to know Dante talking real about, good. Talking about life and his aspirations when the, the warehouse closed down and all yep. that kind of thing. Yep. Um, the other thing with Dante is Dante never learned my name. <laughs> he, he always called me Frank. <laughs> He thought my name was Frank. And me being me, I never corrected him. <laughs> yeah. I just went by Frank. <laughs> so Dante liked to accessorize. Yes, he did. He liked to talk and he liked to accessorize. And not only was he saving up for his fucking sweet ass studs for his leather jacket, but he also went to the Ren Fair and uh, got himself a pair of goat horns. And I didn't bring that up. I didn't want to make it sound weird. <laughs> and he uh, he wore his goat horns to work every day for like a month. So, you know, he'd walk down the one of the aisles and there would be Dante with like, you know, some headphones on, rocking out to some death metal and fucking <laughs> rocking the goat horns. <laughs> yep. Strange dude. Yep. So that was your, right. that was your second day. That was my second day. My third day, I came in. I did my picks until lunchtime. Yep. And then I believe I said goodbye to you, and I left. (laughs) 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 And I... Didn't let the door hit me in the ass. <laughs> Two and a half days. Two and a half days. And the best part was, so that was Wednesday afternoon. John yeah. Lehman, the warehouse manager, was out on vacation that week. He came in on Monday, right? So I came in on Monday, and I kind of completely forgot about you, right? Like I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just kind of forgot about the whole thing, right? <laughs> and I came in and I went into my office and I was sitting there, you know, fucking doing my thing. And John Lehman comes busting in the office and he's like, hey, where's your buddy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, he quit. <laughs> <laughs> and he started laughing. He's like, are you fucking shitting me? I was like, no, he got another job. So he quit. And he, I, I, he had the fucking paper in his hands. And he's like, he had a pretty good rate. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed. And I'm just thinking, well, it's, it's not a fucking moron. <laughs> you know, he can, he can pick games off a shelf in alphabetical order, you know. Yeah, that was my quickest tenure at a job ever. Yeah, yeah. But it did leave a lasting impression. It did. Like I said, here we are 18 years after a fact, and we're still talking about it. It was a great place to work, man. I loved it. Um, the, The thing about that picker job is that you were, like I said, the fucking bottom of the barrel employee. It was so bad that once a week, I think it was like every Thursday, they would round up all the pickers. They would shuffle them out of the warehouse and into the office section. For delousing? <laughs> That's what it seemed like. Like they're going to hose them down or something. Oh, okay. But no, they... I wasn't there for Thursday. I don't know what happened. <laughs> they would 
take him into a mail room, give him a giant fucking tub of mail, and you had to fucking sort the mail. And then really? when, yet no joke. And then when you were done with that, they'd shuffle you back into the warehouse. They no they would literally fucking line you up in the hallway and then walk you back into the warehouse and send you back on your way picking. Wow, I'm sorry I missed that. I had to do that twice, man. After the first time, I that's when I was like, I need to fucking I can't do this. Like I feel like oh. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm in prison, you know? They just didn't have the shackles on my ankles as they're shuffling me through the fucking hallways. It was bizarre, man. Yeah, it was an experience, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah it was It was pretty crazy. Um, I remember there was this big dude who, uh, um, after I got the the auditor job, he came into the office and he handed me, this was the weirdest thing, um, do you remember those chocolate oranges? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, He came in and he handed me a chocolate orange. And I had literally, like, said maybe five words to this guy in the few weeks that I had been there. And I was like, hey, thanks. What's this for? And he's like, oh, you know, it's to congratulate you on the job. You know, no hard feelings. And I'm like, hard feelings? I'm like, okay. Sure, thanks, man. And then when he left... My boss is like, man, that guy has been trying to interview for this job for months. <laughs> and he's like, but we weren't going to hire this guy. <laughs> oh. It was really fucking bizarre. But they also... Oh. Oh, <clears throat> that was ahead. big of him, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was just like, I had, I didn't know him. I didn't know the history of it. I just thought it was a very bizarre exchange. But I had a, a chocolate orange, so that was something. Um, she didn't tell you it was up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was fucking delicious. <laughs> Fruity. <laughs> but, uh, so they had a few areas in the warehouse. Um, one of them was the picker area, right? The other one, they had um, returns. So that's where stores would send in return shit or over, you know, overstocked inventory. Um, another one was the mail order place. So you took mail orders and you'd have to, um, you know, you'd have to fill the mail orders and that seemed like an all right job. Like you just sit there and you fucking wait for bing, you know, you've got mail and then you'd be like, Oh, this fucking dude wants Dragon Ball Z for the Saturn. I'll fucking send that out. Right. And then another one, which was really cool. At least I thought it was, was, I don't know if you remember the warehouse, but it was like a giant L kind of. Yeah. The picker side was on, you know, one part of the L. And then if you went down around the warehouse to the far end of the other side of the L, um, there was this big room, uh, and that's where the refurbishing job was. So basically, those guys got to sit in there and repair, like, old Sega Genesis consoles and shit like that, you know. So people (laughs) people would send in broken consoles or whatever and, you know, or, or, you know, bring in like their broken consoles and that wasn't part of my tour yeah <laughs> they'd ship them off to this warehouse and then you know the refurb guys would have to fucking sit there and test the consoles and make sure they worked and clean them <laughs> up and or if like there was a you know funko was famous or infamous for their uh um cleaning 
uh, console their kits. Yeah, their console cleaner kits. Yeah, yeah. Like, because they made shit tons of money off those. You know, the cost on those was like 10 cents and they'd sell them for like 30 bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they'd push them hardcore on customers. So anyway, people would send in old dirty consoles or whatever. And, you used uh, to have to buy those cleaning kits if the open the lid and blowing it didn't work. <laughs> exactly. That so, was the best fix for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that was that was that was a cool job. Like if I wouldn't have gotten the auditor job, I would have been like, oh, I want to try doing the refurb thing. That seems all right. They sit back there. They fucking had metal cranking over the fucking stereo, and they'd sit there with a soldering iron and try to fuck up some, you know, Genesises. <laughs> that could be worse. But anyway, uh, so. A lot of people would get fired from that job, from the picker job, because they just couldn't keep their thieving hands off the fucking games. And they would, ah. they would try all sorts of fucking scams. There was a giant dumpster bin, and it was, um, it, was, it was right by the punch clock. I don't know if you remember this, but there was this huge dumpster, and the dumpster was accessible from the outside and from the inside. Right, because it was like on this garage door thing that they would close halfway through. I don't remember that. Oh well. Anyway, this one guy would, you know, he was he thought he was clever. He would always try to, uh, he would always jump in the dumpster when it was full of cardboard, and uh, and you know, be like, oh, I'm crushing the cardboard. But what he was really doing was he was chucking video games in the dumpster, and then when he was done with his shift, he'd go outside, on the other side of the dumpster, and pull him out of there. Ah, uh, okay. And it took him, right. it, it didn't take long for him to get caught. Another guy, <clears throat> another guy, what he would do, so they didn't have, uh, they didn't have bathrooms in the warehouse. Like you had to kind of walk into the office to take a shit yeah, and, then, yeah. and then come back out. So this one guy, what he would do was he would stuff video games in his shirt or in his pants, go to the bathroom and then he lifted the lid on the back of the toilet tank and put the games, like, lined the games up in there. Hmm. And then, so they wouldn't fall in or anything, but he would, like, line them up on the sides, and then he would cover the tank back up, right? And uh, eventually, one guy or somebody went in the toilet, and the fucking the thing wouldn't flush. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, like I have li- a similar story. Like, the little handle wouldn't flush. So somebody, the, the dude opens up the tank and he sees like five Dreamcast games in there and he's like, oh, what the fuck? So they bust, they eventually busted that guy. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's just wrong. So you got a toilet story? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, actually, I, I have a dumpster jumping story and a toilet story <laughs> from a previous job. That's right. So- yeah. <laughs> This is That's a small world right there. This is a Paul story, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So, so Craig and my wife used to work at this burger joint in Merrill called Chips. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, they're you know just random taking drive-through orders kind of thing. Guy pulls up one time and knocks on the drive-through window. I was cooking at the time, so I went over and you know said, "Hey, can I help you with something?" Yeah. So. I, you know there's a guy jumping up and down in your dumpster? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, sure enough, it was one of the other one of the other employees. He was out there 
showing the cardboard who's boss <laughs> jumping down at the dumpster. <laughs> What's the toilet story? Well, the toilet story was, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the toilets at the restaurant were out back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a customer come in and said the, the men's toilet was overflowing, which, you know, <laughs> yay, yay me. I have to go take care of this. So anyway, you get in there and you mop it up. And after you get it cleaned up so you can walk up to it, you uh, <clears throat> I lifted the back of the or the top of the tank only to find a pair of soiled underwear jammed in there. <laughs> well, it turns out that was a, a different old employee that <laughs> had a problem and decided to just shove his underwear in the tank of the toilet. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So anyway, Funko. I, uh, like I said, I'd still work there today if I could. I fucking love that place. It was a good place. It was a good place with some fucked up characters. It was. It was a. It was a good solid two and a half days. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for talking with me about fun. Of course, anytime. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to Bye. you later. guys a little bit about funko land probably have more stories somewhere that we're forgetting but that should do it for now huh hope you enjoyed it i i miss that place i miss old gaming retail like that it was a cool store if you want to learn more about funko land um there's an interesting article that actually that's what inspired this uh conversation on a site called tedium so I would just Google Tedium Funko Land and uh, it'll probably be the first thing that comes up. It's a good article. It gives you a, kind of the full history and a little bit of insight about the GameStop buyout and everything. It's, it's a cool it's a cool article. Good read. So in the meantime, give us a call, 612-424-3835. Send us an email, mailbag at mojomenace.com. Find us on Twitter, at SuperTheHardest. Uh, come uh, come play Trouble in Laws with us on uh, on the forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. And, uh, of course, leave a review for us on iTunes. Tell all your friends how great this stupid fucking podcast is, huh? Uh, until next time, to Hilden, Don Chichio! チケットファンキーだみんな必死で俺についてこいカモンチケットファンキーだみんな必死で俺についてこいカモンチケットファンキーだみんな必死で俺についてこいカモンチケットファンキーだみんな必死で俺についてこいカモンチケットファンキーだ